Welcome to the Pro AV Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Sam Kingma. As LED technology improves and becomes more widespread, architects are starting to implement it more and more into their ideas and building designs. This crossroads between AV technology and architecture, known as avitecture, has allowed for more creativity with spaces and buildings. Joining us is Will Dickey from PixelFlex to discuss this trend, as well as talk the benefits and challenges of working with this kind of display technology. How you doing, Will? I'm doing great. So I wanted to start this interview off asking, what exactly is avitecture in your own words? Well, that's a term we like to use in the LED industry to describe your more creative um, LED applications. We do a lot of uh, exterior uh, LED installations that, you know, have, have curvature to them or may, they may, uh, you know, kind of follow the, the lines and the curves of the buildings and, uh, you know, more more than just your run-of-the-mill, you know, rectangle and, and square signage like, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are used to seeing. So what exactly is the LED work you're doing in regards to Avitexture? Yeah, we do uh, a wide variety of, of LED applications, you know, uh, everything from outdoor to indoor. Um, it, we One of our largest displays, for example, is out in Los Angeles. We did a... Uh, very large 170 foot by 60 foot roughly uh transparent kind of a what we call our flex dot product on the outside of the jw marriott across from the staples center there uh is is one example of you know really a large scale kind of avitexture piece but uh you know we do everything from you know um, really creative curve screens um, a lot in the retail industry as you can imagine they're doing a a lot more to try and drive business and, and customers into the stores, you know, making it more of an experience than, than just, you know, going in and buying something. Um, so that's been a, a big piece of our business here recently. Uh, and, and, you know, really the, the opportunities are endless when it comes to LED. You know, we're seeing a big uptick uh, in the airport industries, um, you know, house of worship, uh, you name it. Uh, there, there isn't an industry that's, that's not dabbling in LED to some extent, it seems like. Have you found that a lot of architectures are actually coming up with ideas or thinking of buildings that include LED or they're working with, with LED in mind? Well, yes and no. Um, that was one of the reasons that David and myself went out to the AIA conference in New York this year was to really, uh, you know, try and get, you know, get LED in front of these architects much sooner because I'm not sure that a lot of them are aware of some of the capabilities and, and things that you can do with our technology. Uh, we have some that, you know, seem to really, you know, uh, take it from the, from the very beginning and, and implement, you know, LED design into their overall design. And that's always nice because, you know, it tends to have a more finished look. It's not something that, you know, you just came in and kind of slapped up after the fact. So we, we would definitely prefer to work that way. Uh, and that's why we're, we're doing a lot more as a company to try and, and, and get in, in front of a lot more architects a lot sooner. What are some of the cool things that you can do with LED displays and video walls that you maybe can't do with other forms of projection? Well, you know, I think uh, the biggest downside to projection is probably just the brightness. You know, if you're trying to do anything that's uh, obviously outdoor is going to get a lot of direct sunlight, you know, that almost eliminates the ability to even use projection. You know, and then you couple that with, uh, you know, again, some of our more creative products that are, you know, flexible, um, uh, very modular, and, and you can you can really get, uh, 
you know, really creative with your designs to where, you know, projection and some of the other technologies out there, you're, you're really limited by, by what you can do. I mean, we can do things uh, all the way down to literally embedding LED into custom letters, you know, for outdoor signage, you know, as an example. What are some of the design challenges you face when you're working with uh, LED displays? Well, I think it's just knowing, you know, um, not so much us, I guess, but more so on the design side, making sure that, you know, people are educated and understand what you can and can't do. You know, um, I think it's just a... I'm just again not not sure that that every architect and every designer is just familiar with with you know a lot of the products and and the technologies that are out there this day and age. You know things uh, change quickly in the technology world, and we've seen that in the LED industry. And many times you'll find that you know um, people just aren't aware of of products like our Flex Mod, for example, which is a rubberized LED module that you know. Literally, you can sit there and bend in just about any direction and, and you know, you can wrap columns with it and, and you know, really get, you know, super creative uh, with your LED elements. And, uh, you know, I'm just not sure that everyone, you know, knows uh, all the capabilities that are out there. I think that's the biggest challenge for us on the sales side is, you know, educating people, so to speak. And how do you go about actually doing that, about educating and saying, hey, here's all the cool things you can do with video walls and LED displays? Well, <laughs> we, we, uh, we do that a variety of ways. You know, we have a lot of integrators and resellers that sell our products, you know, and we bring their, their, their folks in, whether you're talking sales or their techs, and, and get them up to speed on the technology and our products uh, and, and really get them going, uh, you know, and then you've got, you know, your architects and your designers and people like that that may not be handling the install component as much um, but still need to understand the technology so that they can implement it into their designs and you know um, those are a little more challenging because it, there's a lot of back and forth there's a lot of phone calls conference calls uh, on-site demos um, you know <laughs> just getting to the bottom of what the clients trying to accomplish what the architects uh, you know, vision is, and then, you know, incorporating our products into that and making it all, you know, a nice cohesive element. Do you think in like 10 years when video walls and LED displays are more common, this won't be an issue anymore? Yeah, I really do. I think it's just like any other newer technology when it first, you know, hits the market, uh, there, there's a learning process. And I think as people, as people's knowledge grows, there'll be a much better understanding and, um, Frankly, my job may uh, get a lot easier at that point. I compare it a lot to where we were with, you know, computers, you know, in the 80s. You know, um, they hit, you know, it, they hit the market and, 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 and really, uh, you know, kind of kind of blew up. And, you know, that's, that's sort of what LED has done, whether you're talking on the lighting side or on the video side. And as that continues, it'll be much like, you know, other technologies. I think the, uh, the general public, so to speak, will have a lot better understanding of of the technology and, and you know what, what's available. Now we talked about some of the the drawbacks and challenges. What are some of the like benefits of working with video walls? Obviously, you mentioned creativity a bunch. You can be very creative with it. You mentioned that it's really flexible and easy to bend and morph. What are some other benefits of working with uh, this kind of technology? Well, you know, LED lasts a very long time. Um, our products, for example, have about a hundred thousand hour lifetime to half brightness. If you run that math out, that's about 11 years, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, you know, it's not uncommon for an LED system to last, you know, 15 to 20 years, you know, depending on the environment and, you know, how often it's being used and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, that's one of the biggest advantages. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people miss early on when they're trying to compare the cost of LED to other technologies. 
they're not looking at the cost of ownership. You know, they're looking at, you know, uh, that specific quote that day and comparing costs that day, not what it's going to cost them to, to own it. Because truth be told, you'd probably go through two or three projectors in the same time as uh, as you would, you know, uh, as long as that LED screen would last. Um, you know, uh, it's a lot brighter, which I've touched on a little bit, uh, you know, even in, in areas like churches and stuff where maybe you're not dealing with direct sunlight. A lot of them, you know, like to keep the house lights turned up and, you know, things of that nature. So that, that brightness really, uh, you know, helps helps out there. It gives you that contrast that, you know, projectors and, you know, TVs just can't give you because they're just not quite bright enough. Um, you know, we talked about some of the creative elements. The mobility factor is a, a big selling point as well because, you know, LED gives you the ability to, to you know, do a, a particular configuration today. But if you want to change that up tomorrow, it's a whole lot easier because you're dealing with, you know, essentially smaller panels that you're putting together to form whatever configuration you want. So it gives you a lot of versatility. Um, you know, which is very popular for universities and churches and places like that, where they may use the LED in a, you know, in a variety of ways. Um, you know, I, I guess that's the, the big three, so to speak. <laughs> On a monetary level, is this kind of technology, are LED displays an easy sell or are they on the more expensive side? So you have to go out and explain, hey, here's all the creative things you can do with this technology to make it worth the price. Well, yeah, because of a lot of the features and a lot of the benefits that you and I have talked about, I mean, naturally, it's going to be, you know, one of the more expensive options when you're talking, you know, video mediums, um, you know, but having said that, there's there's a lot of advantages to that. And, and you know, I touched on the cost of ownership. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a, a higher priced uh, technology. Um, and, and there's certainly a, a level of, of understanding and, and frankly there's some applications where led you know doesn't make a lot of sense you know uh, occasionally we'll get a call for a much smaller display for example you know and i tell people all the time if you can do it with a tv i'd probably just do it with a tv because you know led is really designed to be used on a little larger scale than that you know where your viewers might be a little bit further away um so it, it's it can be very application specific too you know do you think just like how in 10 years the education issue that you face right now won't really be an issue? Do you think the price pricing won't also be an issue in 10 years as technology gets better and cheaper over time? Well, I think that it's always going to be one of the more expensive options because of all the advantages for the you know, because of the life of the product, a lot of the things that we touched on. And honestly, the price has come down quite a bit in the last 10 years. And I've seen somewhat of a plateau because we've gotten to a point where we're seeing some very high resolutions, you know, ultra high resolutions, like 0.9 millimeter, you know, and, and at this point, we're not going to get much higher res than that, I wouldn't imagine. Now, there'll be, you know, improvements in the technology itself. We've seen, you know, things like going from white face LEDs to a black face LED, um, you know, so there'll be minor, I think, advancements uh, as far as the technology goes, but I don't, I don't know that we'll see a lot of the drastic uh, advancements that we've seen in the last 10 years. I think things are finally starting to settle down. You know, I think the price will continue to go down some, but I think at some point, just like anything else, it'll start to level off. And I, that's probably, uh, we're probably getting closer to that than, than 10 years out. And as far as the education goes, yeah, I just think that that's naturally going to happen as, as people, you know, see the technology more, get more familiar with it. And frankly, as it, you know, it's being used in a lot more places now that it might not have been used five to 10 years ago. You know, you look at houses of worship, for example. I mean, you know, when the cost was, 
you know, where it was seven, eight, nine years ago, it was rare to have a church, you know, be able to invest that type of money into a video screen, you know, and with costs coming down, they've been able to do that. And, and, you know, what comes with that is, is volunteers and people getting to play with the technology and that starts to, you know, kind of spread out. And, and yeah, I, I just think that, that as more and more people uh, have the opportunities to, to, you know, play with the technology that, that they will definitely, <laughs> uh, you know, get educated and, and my job will be a lot easier. Now, on the technology side, you mentioned that you do both indoor LEDs and outside LEDs. What do you specifically do more of, indoor or outdoor? Gosh, that's uh, that's tricky. Um, I would say this day and age, we have certainly seen an uptick in in indoor LED applications. You know, outdoor LED cap, ap, excuse me, outdoor applications have been around for a long time. You know, LEDs been used, you know, uh, at Times Square and in places like Las Vegas and Tokyo and, you know, for large billboards, et cetera, stadiums. So, you know, outdoor has has always been, you know, a, a big piece of our industry. And I think uh, here in the last few years, we've actually seen a big uptick in indoor. Um, I don't know if I could say, you know, which one, you know, if outdoor is still more than indoor, they're, they're probably uh, pretty close to being, you know, fairly even at this point. But I think the biggest increase that we've noticed is in the is on the indoor side, because um, guys, just a, you know, seven eight years ago, you you didn't you, you didn't see much indoor LED, but uh, you know we're doing a, again a lot more of it uh, in retail and places like that. So, what are people using the indoor LEDs for? Well, it just depends on the application, honestly. You know, I mean, you're talking, you talk about houses of worship, for example, and, you know, they're typically doing their, their, uh, you know, lyrics and, and doing some iMag and, you know, showing videos and that kind of thing. But, you know, you get into, into retail or into signage, uh, and it's obviously more advertising and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, and then you have very creative uh, LED applications, you know, uh, you look at, um, you know the 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 Coke sign at Times Square, for example. That uh, that sign's had its share of issues. Not not one of Pixel Flex's, but it literally moves in and out. Um, they've got a a system that uh, pushes the LED panels in and out, and it creates a really cool kind of three dimensional effect. Uh, you know, so you really. It, there's so many ways to use LED. Uh, you know, for whether it's wayfinding, education. Uh, immersive experiences, you know, um, a lot of people are, are trying to do really creative elements in their corporate lobbies or, you know, um, you know, in, in, in retail. Um, so it's used in, in just so many different ways. It's almost hard to, to, uh, discuss that without it being a much longer conversation. <laughs> And on and on that matter, for outside LEDs, one thing I always wanted to know is how do you protect outside LEDs from the elements like rain, snow, sleet, the works? Well, you know, your outdoor LED products, if it's a true outdoor LED product, it should have at least an IP65 ring, at least, you know, uh, at least that. And, and, and what that tells you is it's, it's for the most part, you know, completely weatherproof, uh, dustproof, et cetera. Uh, and, and we're able to do that utilizing a, a process. It, it's, it's, a, it's a special coating that we put on our LED diodes, uh, as well as the shaders on the front of our cabinets. The cabinets themselves are actually completely enclosed. So all your internal electronics and, and the back of the LED modules themselves aren't exposed to the elements at all. 
So all you're really concerned about is the face of it, because again, the cabinet's completely enclosed all the way around. So there's a, uh, a military grade process that we do to weatherproof the LED diodes in the manufacturing process. Awesome. Now I got one more question for you, Will. Do you see video walls as the future of outdoor display? Yeah, I do. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, the future because frankly, again, LED has been used a lot outdoors, but I think what you'll start to see uh, in the future is maybe more creative elements, uh, not just your, your, your billboards and your, you know, your, your run of the mill signage. I think you'll start to see a lot more of uh uh, you know, uh, creative elements utilizing, uh, you know, even lower risk technologies. I've seen an uptick in where, you know, they're trying to create a nice uh, color wash or lighting effect. Uh, you know, parking garages are obviously, um, you know, uh, something that, that we deal with a lot this day and age in, in, in major metro areas. And a lot of architects and folks are looking ways to kind of looking at ways to kind of spruce those up a little bit. Let's face it, you know, they're not pretty buildings, you know, all by themselves. But, you know, when you get creative and you know, you dress up those those big openings where, you know, typically you can see the cars. Um, you start putting, you know, things like our Flex Dot product in those openings, and you can start to do some really cool creative elements, even large-scale advertising, you know, across an entire parking garage, for example. So those are the types of, of applications I think we'll see a lot more of, more of the creative elements. Thank you for coming on, Will, and thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe for previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Sam Kingma, and you have a fantastic rest of your day.